When I was first diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, my doctor ripped the hope out of me. The hope for living a normal life with type 1 diabetes. Now, of course, I have to take some responsibility for that. I chose to believe that misinformation that I was fed without questioning it, right? Because it was my doctor. But like myself, you may be realizing through the course of this episode that your doctor, your endo, your diabetes health system might be broken and they might be failing you as well. So we're gonna walk through a few examples of what that looks like, how to spot it, and of course, what you can do about that. I mean, providing some real life examples for you. And of course, as we progress through this episode, if you are recognizing that these are the patterns in your own life, today is the day you take action. Now, I realize this is a touchy subject for some people, and of course, I'm poking a little bit of fun as well, because as you can see, my t-shirt, I switched it up, it's got the hashtag, not a doctor, I just simplify blood sugars, uh, because I realize that, you know, there are good doctors out there, but like myself, there are a lot of people who've experienced less than ideal medical professional relationships. And so if you're one of those, which, you know, with you being here, I assume that you might be, you're gonna enjoy this episode. So, without any further ado, Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so what I want to jump into first is uh, this email conversation I started up with those who are on our newsletter list, right? those who get my emails every couple of days or so. And uh, this one person responded with a question and asked about doctors and endos and should they have type 1 diabetes? Is that a benefit? Is that useful? You know, it got me thinking about the, the different types of doctors and endos out there and the pros and cons and all this kinds of stuff. And while I was thinking over that question, and if you're on my, my newsletter email list, then you know exactly how I responded to that because I actually picked that question and sent out a response to everyone. Uh, and if you're not on that email list yet, by the way, easiest way to do that, go to diabetesinaction.com right now, like just hit pause, go to that website, diabetesinaction.com, just enter your email. You don't have to watch the amazing free training that follows that page, which I would recommend watching, by the way. Just entering your email there gets you in the system and, uh, and I'll start shooting you emails with tips and tricks, all right? But back to our story. So I sent out the email, gave them a response to that specific question, you know, should your doctor have type one, have that lived experience? But it got me thinking about doctors and how my initial couple of experiences with medical professionals were less than ideal. Uh, I was fed a lot of misinformation. You know, you're gonna die early, you're gonna get complications, you can't have sugar or carbs ever again. Like, the whole nine yards. It was unbelievably just filled with misinformation. <laughs> but that aside, what I kind of came across was a lot of similarities between those who are frustrated with their doctors. And again, if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, you're probably not feeling 100% certain that your doctor or endo knows everything about diabetes and you're not fully confident in every single thing that they've told you, or maybe you're just frustrated because they haven't told you anything, right? So in today's episode, I'm gonna dig into two different sides as to why your doctor or endo might be failing you. Now, the first one actually comes from my current story. Uh, now, my current endocrinologist, 
She's fantastic, so nothing against her. But I picked up on something she said not too long ago at a recent appointment where she mentioned that, and, and I say this humbly, that I am her best patient, right? She was like, it's, you're amazing, all I have to do is sign your prescriptions and you're good to go, like you just take care of yourself. Great job. And what I noticed is that in that interaction, something that she said was, you're better than all my other patients. Like you're, you take care of yourself, right? And recognizing that the healthcare providers that we see might build up these comparisons, whether they admit it or not, between patients. And they think that like, oh, the average patient that I see, let's just say has an A1C of 8.5, right? So if you're under that average, they automatically think, hey, you're doing pretty good, right? And if you're above the 8.5, they go, hey, we might need to lower that A1C let's improve it. Or if you're on the time and range boat like myself, maybe they're thinking, okay, uh, average time and range is 55%, let's say. So if you're lower than 55% or not as good, right? They're like, oh, we should probably work on that and improve it. But if you're above average, they're not as pressured to tell you to improve because you're already better than the average. And so in that language pattern, I realized, and of course she's amazing, Again, nothing against her, there are good doctors out there, but recognizing that there is going to be a certain threshold where if you're past it, they may not challenge you to improve upon your current situation. So if their average patient is sitting at a 70% time and range, or maybe they're at a 7A1C, and you're better than that, they may not ever challenge you to become your best self, right? So there's this level of complacency that kind of arises because they've seen so many patients and likely her other patients are not as involved as, uh, as you are, not as much of an action taker. You know, you're listening and watching these episodes, you're, you're clearly at the top of the cream, like you're, what do they call it, cream of the crop, there you go. <laughs> you're cream of the crop, you are attacking this thing, you're looking for new information. So I'm, I'm pretty positive you're at least better than most of their patients. And if you are, then that level of complacency arises where they're like, well, you're doing better than most of my other patients, or at least better than the average, therefore you're doing good. Let's not change anything. You know, and you're sitting back going, uh, I go low more often than I'd like, and the high blood sugars make me feel nauseous. So I, I, I'd rather say that I'm not doing great. <laughs> you know, how can we improve? And so this level of complacency through comparison can be the, the end of your, your track record, of your accomplishments, of your success with diabetes. You know, there's, there's a saying that good is the enemy of great. If you've achieved good or good enough in your doctor or your healthcare provider's eyes, they may never challenge you or give you new strategies in order to accomplish your greatest version of yourself, which is frustrating to think about, right? But again, this is not them having like this vicious attitude towards you of like, I'm not gonna help. No, they think you're doing good. And maybe they don't know that you want to be great, right? And then it falls back on you of challenging yourself, doing your own research, which is unfortunate, but this is one area where your doctor may be failing you, is just simply through comparison to their other patients. Hey, you're doing better than most. I don't need to focus on you as much because you're not dying, right? These other people are. I'm gonna focus on them. They need to raise their, their standards but you've done good enough. And then again, good is the enemy of great. So that's our first one today, is that the complacency through comparison to other patients can actually be a detriment to your health because you're not being challenged. You're not being given new strategies because you are good enough. Now, the second that I see and have heard 
through uh, a lot of my clients and, and different people on our email list is that their doctors expect perfection. You know, you go in, and this was me, oh, my second endocrinologist when I was first diagnosed way back when, uh, I would come to the appointments and literally get the questions, you know, as they're going through my blood sugar logs, right? Hey, why were you at 300 uh, five weeks ago on Thursday at 7 p.m.? First of all, I have no idea, right? <laughs> it's way too long ago. It was probably like a California burrito or pizza or something. I don't know, like, let's just move on. But second of all, because life happens, right? If that was the only time my blood sugar hit 300, maybe we don't worry about that too much. How are we looking big picture, right? And unfortunately, this is where the book level of being a doctor or an endo comes into play. You know, without the lived experience, they don't know what we go through. They see it as you either need more insulin or less insulin, right? There's, there's no in between. It's like, well, oh, you went high a bunch of times. Let's just raise the amount of insulin you've been given. Hands up if you've ever heard that one before. I've had my basal and bolus ratios you know, just increased as often as possible whenever I saw high blood sugars that before you know it, I was going low and crashing all the time. And unfortunately with this, you know, just take more, just take less insulin approach, yes, it can be a quick fix. Yes, there's, you know, the band-aid of course that we can apply and, and fix the highs, fix the lows temporarily, but we're not looking at the root issues. And unfortunately with these quick fixes, with this uh, perfectionism that's expected because in their books they learned, hey, to fix diabetes, we just give insulin for the food we eat, right? Uh, they don't have that lived experience and what it can lead to is massive frustration for us, the people living with diabetes, but also burnout, right? We, we think that we're supposed to be getting perfection. We think that we're supposed to be hitting these perfect post-pizza numbers because our doctors are like, hey, why did you not get this perfectly? You, did you give insulin? Like, <laughs> did you not count your carbs? What's the issue here? And they're not aware that we've got 42 plus different factors that can and likely will impact your blood sugars. All they see is insulin food, right? So there's so much more to the picture. And again, it can lead to us into these frustrations, these depressions, this desire to not even try. Because if we can't be perfect, what's the point of even attempting it? We're gonna get yelled at anyways by our doctors, right? And so this is the second error that I see doctors or medical professionals making is that they expect perfection from their patients because of what they've heard is possible, or you know, maybe it even is just an oversimplification of diabetes. They think, okay, insulin equals food, you know, just match, match it up, right? Uh, and so unfortunately that does lead into a lot of people getting into a state where they want to give up. They have this level of complacency that they develop for themselves, right? I know that for myself, I stopped caring. Uh, honestly, I stopped bringing my blood sugar meter to my endocrinologist appointments. I would lie. Oh, yeah. I lost my blood sugar meter. Uh, I forgot my meter at home. Yes, yeah, sorry, you can't download it and uh, you know scrutinize my numbers now because I didn't bring it. <laughs> and so I was never able to get feedback to improve my own diabetes management. And that's the last part of this is the doctors who will tell you where you're supposed to be. Hey, you should have an A1C under a seven. That would be amazing at helping you to reduce your risk of diabetes complications. Hey, you should get your, uh, your time in range up a little bit higher. Let's get it over 70, you know, let's start there. But they don't tell you how to do it, right? And there's this level of, well, I told you what to do. Why haven't you done it? And then we're over here like, well, what's the steps? You know, what's the blueprint? What am I supposed to do to get my A1C lower? Just take more insulin? I go low all the time though. Right, and we get stuck. It's kind of like you're putting the effort in, you're, you're spinning your tires in the mud and not going anywhere. 
because you don't know what the actual steps are to get out of the mud and get back on the road. And that would be kind of the 2.5 or even a third reason that your doctors or medical professionals might be failing you is that whether they're expecting perfection or not, they might not be giving you the how. They just tell you the what, right? They tell you what you're supposed to end up with, the goal. Yeah, A1C below a seven, time and range above 70%. Let's get to that place, all right? See you next appointment. And you're going home with like, well, what am I supposed to do though? I know where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not there yet and I'm, I feel stuck. I feel hopeless, I feel frustrated. And it can lead us again to this place of depression, burnout, frustration, uh, and it's, it's unfortunately not the answer. So what I wanna do right now is give you an answer <laughs> for both of those situations. So number one, if you have medical professionals who are in that complacency spot and they look around through comparison, they see that you're doing better than their other patients, so why spend time improving? You're already doing good enough, right? Well, here's what I wanna show you. I wanna show you, and this is in no way to shame anyone or to brag or any of that, I wanna show you what's possible, okay? So if you're looking to your doctor for this what's the next step kind of thing and they're like, hey, your A1C is not the worst I've seen, so keep up the good work, right? I wanna show you what this can look like, okay? This is the only purpose that I'm sharing this for. So I'm gonna put something on the screen. You're gonna see this. This was a screenshot that I took on my phone today, all right? Again, no judgment. Do not compare yourself to me just to show you what's possible. So right here, you will see a screenshot of my, it's called a clarity report, my 90-day average. So across three months, my blood sugars were in range 95% of the time. That means that between 70 and 180, I know a lot of you are going to ask that question, uh, my blood sugar stayed between 70 and 180 95% of the time for the last three months. And as you can see at the very bottom of that screenshot, it says plus one compared to the last or the previous 90 days, which means that for the, the three months before that, my blood sugars were 94% time in range, which means that as far as the data can point right now, six months into my past, I have been 94 and 95% in range. If you don't know what that means, it's exceptional. <laughs> I'm just gonna point that out there. It's a lot. Most people are not at that place, and it's likely because of one of the two things we just went over. Doctors don't think that they need to improve, or they expect way too much, but don't give you the, the how. They don't give you the strategies to get there. So first, know that this is possible. Okay, if you follow me on Instagram, or if you watch my other videos, you know I lead a very active life. I spent the last three days mountain biking out in the mountains. Uh, I work out just about every day, I'm very active. I eat whatever I want, okay? We had filet mignon and potatoes last night. We had pizza a couple nights ago and hamburgers the nights before that. You can do this thing. You can still have flexibility and freedom in your life with type one diabetes. It does not have to stop on diagnosis day, okay? This is meant to inspire you, to show you that you can achieve more, that you can still lead uh, a quote unquote normal life. I hate that word, but I know that this is what a lot of us are after because I used to feel the same way. Okay, so that's what's possible. You can get that level of control. Now, what I also want to show you is the how. I gave you strategies uh, in a lot of previous videos, but if you don't have time to go watch the hundreds of videos that I have on YouTube, what I want to show you is the shortcut. Okay, I, I mentioned a, a link to a website we can go sign up for our newsletter earlier in this episode, and I mentioned there's a training. You don't have to watch it, but I do recommend it. This is where you would go next to get the how, okay? There is a very specific strategy that I follow in order to accomplish that 95% time and range. 
relatively no lows and highs. Like it's, it's incredible what you can accomplish if you have the right formula, okay? A blood sugar formula, that is the only way you can have both in control blood sugars and a high quality of life. Those have to be achieved together. If you have controlled blood sugars, but your quality of life sucks, it's not worth it, right? If your quality of life is awesome, but your blood sugars suck, you're not gonna be around much longer to enjoy the high quality of life, right? Or at least the quality of life will also fall as blood sugars lead into complications. So you have to do both of those. You have to accomplish both quality of life and control blood sugars in order to live your best life. And the only way that you can do that is with a blood sugar formula, okay? Now, as far as all of our different formulas, we're all gonna have slightly different um, approaches with this, right? We have different insulin amounts we take, we have different food preferences, different levels of exercise. You might not like mountain biking, that's fine. What we do have is a proven method to help you identify your unique blood sugar formula. Okay, and this has been proven time and time again. If you want that method, there is one place you can find that, and one place only, and that is at the link I gave you at diabetesinaction.com. Okay, you throw your email in there, you're gonna get a free training that I put together going over that method, what we look at in order to determine your unique blood sugar formula. That is your next step, okay? Now, if your doctor sucks, if your endo is not the best, this episode has brought that to your attention, which means you now have a responsibility to take this into your own hands. You're not allowed to keep blaming them, okay? You can't keep complaining and say, oh, it's their fault, they never took care of me. Now you know you're allowed to take this into your own hands, take action, and learn, okay? Do some research, read some books, go watch that training if you want the quick answers, right? But you have to take action on this. You cannot sit and complain. At this point, you know what your next steps are. Your future is in your hands. So it's time to take action on it. All right, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I do hope that you have a, a stellar medical team, but if you don't, you know what to do now. It's time to take responsibility and take this thing to the next level. All right, so go check out that free training at diabetesinaction.com. Feel free to comment below if you have any questions or if your experiences, I would love to hear if I'm not the only person that had a frustrating experience with medical professionals in the past. Again, there are great doctors out there. I now have an endo that I love, she's awesome. But if you are frustrated, it's time to step up and take this into your own hands. All right, you guys are awesome. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you in the next episode and keep up the fight.